No disease can exist in an oxygen-rich environment. Hello, welcome to the Josh Button Podcast, episode number two. Today, I want to talk about one of the fundamental practices that has worked out wonderfully for myself, breath work. It, uh, if you have paid attention to the biohacker health and wellness community, it has gained traction lately. You see it online. You probably have heard of Wim Hof by now. I hope so. He is the man, the Iceman. And when I found Iceman, it just so happened to be I was giving up alcohol um, and I needed something to, I would say, manage at, very, at the very beginning. I would say manage the compulsions, the desire, the whatever, the will to go have a drink, to uh, maybe engage in practices that would, you know, not be as, as self-supporting. And wow, breath work was a tool from the very beginning. I happened to happen, I happened to fall into a group of people out in California that were well-practiced. They had their own techniques and I, I really, really, really got into it. Um, if you followed me on Instagram years ago, you would know that every single day I was in the sun, grounding and huffing and puffing away, getting high on my own supply. And I would call it that. I got high as a kite. And for an ex-user or for somebody who's experienced parties and you know living a little bit recklessly, it was uh, it was wild. It was wild to think that you know maybe this whole time I was chasing something that I could have got just from oxygen and oxygenating my body properly. I kept this practice for months and months and months and months and I realized what was happening during this time. My breathing was fundamentally changing. My digestion was changing. Uh, A lot of things as far as energy were really, really, really just progressively, they were changing and it was absolutely just mind-boggling. I loved it. Um, I wouldn't say I was addicted to anything at that time um, other than the practice of breath work and getting healthy. I was working out every day. I was going to the ocean. I was doing the breath work partially because I was surfing waves on this SUP and I would take take time underwater where, you know, at the beginning when I would find myself in circumstances that were a little bit heavy, it was nerve-wracking. And I found a couple you know, instances where I was like, well, that could have been really dangerous just because I wasn't ready for it. A little hold down from a wave and a little bit too much pressure on yourself. All of a sudden your air is gone. And breath work, the way I was introduced to it, helped me be calm and prepared in situations like that. So I could, you know, take a wave on the head and go, you've been here before, you can hold your breath, even without oxygen in your lungs. That's why I think Wim Hof was so, so rad in the beginning because of the apnea, because you go through a process where you're doing some deep breathing, but then you're exhaling and holding during exhales. And at first it was very uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable that I became aware of what would happen had I got into a really dangerous situation in the ocean. If I was you know, held down and I panicked just a bit, you swallow water. They don't open your mouth when you're under the water. And I'm 
thankful, very grateful, and it was very beneficial in more ways than just that. I, when I started jujitsu, it was also a new practice, not in the sense that I had never grappled before, because I did wrestle in high school, but in high school I had youth and cardio for days. I played football, I ran track, I loved being outside, running, sprinting. It was every day. It was just part of my life. So I didn't even think about the cardio demands when I was wrestling. Fast forward to my late 30s and I'm in a jiu-jitsu gym getting worked over by somebody that had a lot more in the cardio tank than I did. And I was aware. I was <gasps> breathing heavy. And if you've ever been in a situation where you're completely out of breath, you know your strength is gone and you cannot compete the same way that you would be able to if you were breathing properly. I found a couple practices, um, inhale through your nose, buteco breath, a couple practices that helped me in jujitsu specifically. But breath work is a practice, and for me it has been something that has been an experiment, and an ongoing experiment. And I would say that in the beginning I was doing it to heal, and I didn't really understand all of the healing effects or all of the healing layers. But I was doing it to heal. I was doing it to progress, to get back into shape, get back into a healthy state. Look, you can go weeks without food. You can go a week, two weeks. You know, you can go a few days without water. You can't go two, three minutes without air. So it is the most fundamental therapy. As, as much as it is a necessity for all of us, a lot of us are walking around every day breathing improperly. Shallow breath is an issue. People that breathe just through their mouth is an issue. I had a deviated septum from high school on and I really, really just didn't think I would ever be able to breathe through one side of my nose properly. But practice most definitely improved that. Practice, practice, practice. It wasn't overnight. It wasn't just Wim Hof, deep breathing, box breathing which I think you should go and take some time online and learn about the different breathing techniques. That way you can implement different versions into your own practice. And you don't know what's gonna be the most beneficial for you. Uh, anxiety, people have anxiety because they're shallow breathing and deep breathing is gonna benefit them greatly. Where some people wanna use this specifically for performance. And the performance breath, uh, the Wim Hof I found, before surfing, before jujitsu, before you even do your day or start your day was absolutely a riveting tool. It was just, it was as much of a tool as doing curls or doing push-ups or pull-ups. Breathing properly will fundamentally change your game in jujitsu. It'll change your performance in the gym. It will help you sit down and do things like this when you have work to get done in a calm, you know, focused manner, breathing properly is going to facilitate much, much better performance. I love grounding. Grounding, get out in the morning, put my feet on the ground, get some sun to help my circadian rhythm, and just sit there and get some real good breath, get oxygen into my lungs, and start my day that way. Whenever I'm feeling sick, whenever I'm feeling a little bit off, I know fasting is, 
generally the first thing I'm thinking about if I'm feeling like I have some kind of internal issue, stomach issue, or I'm not digesting properly, I'm going to fast. I'm not going to just try and eat things away. But breath work and uh, focused, deep, slow breath work has facilitated me feeling better in all kinds of circumstances. I remember back a couple years ago, a few years ago now, I had that whoop. Uh, it is a device that you wear on your wrist and you monitor and track your sleep, your HRV, different health scores. The breath work alone, I mean, it wasn't the breath work alone, but the breath work most definitely helped with all of those numbers. I was comparing myself to friends and associates that had the same device and we were comparing numbers and the breath work was absolutely one of the only differences between me and them. And I knew like the, the differences that I was having in comparison, it was attributed to the breath work. Calm, nice HRV, great uh, sleep scores. I did get rid of that. I want to actually get an aura ring so I can start tracking these numbers again. But the whoop on the wrist just didn't work out for me. Didn't, long story, it might work for you, it didn't work for me. It is one of those things that you can get and get your numbers, get the results up front, and then do something like this breathwork practice to follow along, see progress, see how it changes your sleep, see how it changes your performance if you're going to the gym, if you're you know, doing something like I do, jujitsu. You'll definitely see amazing results. And I, I think before I would ever consider even you know supplements or any of the other things that go in hand in hand with athletic performance and with health and wellness, breath work above all has you know it's been paramount to my own personal journey, my own uh escape from the habits that I knew weren't facilitating growth and it really helped me instill willpower. It really, really, if I was desiring or having a moment where I just wasn't feeling like myself or I wanted to go and outsource uh, feeling like even smoking weed, I remember do breath work and it's a restart. It's a reboot. You get one good breath work session in and the colors are brighter, you see clearer, you're thinking clearer, your imagination and your creativity comes up just as if you had smoked something or you had done some practice that you normally would outsource to some other method. It is by far the best thing I've found since I stopped drinking. And you know, if I can pass that on to you, then I'm grateful. I think you'll see results. I think that you'll develop a practice and you will adapt. Your body will have different demands placed upon it. As soon as you sit there and you turn off the monkey mind and you relax and you force yourself to get these deep counts, all of the, all of the parts of it, the components of it are good for us. There's just no way I can deny that. That, yeah, that's the best piece of advice I offer somebody to begin with, especially if you're wanting to change something about your life. Change your breath first. See how good you can become at breathing, at stillness. It leads, it leads you into a place where if you've never meditated or you do do meditation, it's effortless almost. If you want to sit down and 
totally relax, get, get your train of thought, I wouldn't say under control, but a relaxed train of thought so you can see what actually is coming up. They say when you sit down and you meditate, you just watch the thoughts as they come. That way you can start to do a self audit of, you know, what's actually going on subconsciously and make conscious notes about it. I mean, if we have negative thought processes and things that creep up and we're not aware of it, it's an affliction. It's always, it, all of us have this. We all have something underlying that's, you know, driving from time to time. And if we don't have the patience to be still with it, understand, oh, this one thing does keep popping up, we'll never change it. I think that is a lot of the frustration for individuals when they attempt meditation or when they attempt to change their lives in general is that they can never really get a good pristine focus on what's going on subconsciously. And if you don't, then how do you know what to work on? How do you know what to fix? How do, what self-limiting beliefs can you eliminate if you're not aware of what they are? I would recommend breathwork to start your day, breathwork to lead you into a place where you can just sit and be still and relaxed and pay attention to what's going on so that you can identify those things. Identify the, the thoughts, the negative thoughts, the negative beliefs, the restrictions, and then eliminate those. We oftentimes are operating from a place like, you know, you're driving to the grocery store. You're not really thinking about, oh, I'm going to go take a left here. I'm going to take a right there. I'm going to go up the road. You kind of just do it because you know the way to the grocery store. Now, if we were operate every day, all day in that function, we're not aware of a lot of the things that are actually going on and the drivers for the behavior. Biology of belief uh, is Bruce Lipton changed my life in the regard that I now knew I could do anything, but I had to first identify the limiting beliefs, the conversation that was going on inside that I wasn't really aware of. And if I couldn't put my finger on it, if I could never actually find uh, the, the little things that I was doing that were a detriment to production or to the things that I wanted to achieve or the things, my goals, then how is it going to change them? I do recommend that book, by the way, or even go online, go to YouTube and just punch in Bruce Lipton and Biology of Belief. It's one of the stumbling blocks or the roadblocks for individuals when they go into a gym and they start to work with a personal trainer or they look to work with a personal trainer and they have a goal of, oh, I want to lose weight. Uh, I'm going to go pay whatever per hour for this individual's expertise for him to show me what workouts to do. You can go work out seven days a week if you have self-limiting beliefs or you don't believe you're going to lose the weight, it's going to be very difficult for you to lose the weight and especially keep it off. Even if you do go full steam ahead and really, you know, dive into a, uh, uh, you know, a fitness regime that you haven't done before and maybe you change, make some changes in your diet and you go full steam ahead and you attack it proactively to stick with it 
or to keep the changes and, and instill habits, you have to believe that those results are achievable and that you can really maintain that lifestyle. I think that's one of the issues with people in business as well. They start businesses and then they're not aware of limitations that they have in their own subconscious and limitations that they have in their belief system from maybe childhood or from comparison to other people. Oh, I'm not as good as that guy at this. So I'll never make the, the money that he's making in this line of work or in that business. And sometimes we're not aware of it. We're just not aware of it. I think that's the, the first step and really what I want to give you today is that perhaps you will learn all kinds of things about yourself and be able to not manipulate but to change your goals or to facilitate bigger dreams, bigger goals if first you just focus on your breath. You get yourself to a state of proper breathing, you're going to feel better, you're going to perform better on whatever it is you're doing now. but it might also allow you to be still enough, relaxed enough to start to understand things that keep coming up that you weren't aware of before and make the change. Like we are not limited. Uh, faith that I can do more than I'm aware of now is as important part of my life as anything else. I want to keep raising the bar. I can't keep raising the bar if I don't address the things that are holding me back and to become aware of them, that is the first thing, especially for myself. Breathwork. Go check out Wim Hof. Check out the Iceman. Even if you're not going to go jump in an ice tub tomorrow, do the breathing techniques. I would love to know what your thoughts are on it. If it works for you as well as it has worked for me initially, it might take a little bit of time. It took me a little bit of time to, to really get into a nice, deep, slow practice because of the things that were going on in my head and because of you know the everyday hustle and bustle and you want to get results from things instantly this one for some people you will you will get instant results you'll notice changes in your mood changes in your performance for others you will have to work on it for a little bit but i assure you if you work on your breath and you make it a consistent practice, it's going to benefit you as much as any other practice there is out there, yoga or meditation. And it'll actually facilitate both of those working much better for you and you being able to do more in each of those practices almost instantly. That I am aware of and I know. I am a pretty flexible guy. I've stretched for my entire adult life. Uh, have a real focus on mobility. I want to be able to move around as I get older well. I know that I do not want to be restrained in my movement. So yoga and stretching has been a very, very big part of my adult life. But they were magnified. The, my ability in my stretching and in yoga has been magnified by proper breathing. And once again, jujitsu, I could not possibly be where I am at this moment, starting as late as I did in life, without breath work, without a real good fundamental practice of improving my breath, especially in the beginning. I mean, people get onto the, to the mats and they're in fight or flight just because somebody's probably bigger, stronger, and more experienced 
than you, and then there will even be people at your same skill level that have better cardio and will frustrate you quickly if you allow it, or you know, not even if you allow it, it's gonna happen. However, this is one of the tools that will facilitate growth and you will appreciate it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, thanks for joining me today. That's episode number two, breath work. No disease can exist in an oxygen-rich environment. See you guys soon.